Hello, and welcome to Industry Elites. On this podcast, Industry Elite's very own Natalie and Vicky are going to be discussing the latest news trending around the world. Hi, everyone. On this week's episode of Industry Elites, Vicky and I are really going to take a deep dive into the world of TikTok. So obviously in 2020, I think maybe it's from all of us being at home, all of us really not sure what to do with ourselves, but a lot of us have ended up either on TikTok or just seeing TikToks from other people sending them. So we really just want to go into the app and see what are the behind the scenes things and how are people making this crazy money? So for myself, I definitely fell into the I'm desperately running out of content during quarantine. And people, like you said, literally people kept sending me TikTok. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a TikTok. And that's literally how it happened for me. And I am addicted. Hi, I'm Vicky. I'm addicted to TikTok. And I'm going to pull up my screen time app. And I know that TikTok is going to be my number one contender. I'm very afraid of what I'm about to see once I find this today. So listeners from recording, it's about 2.31 p.m. We probably started going on our phones at about... 7 30 maybe and that's also saying that like we went to bed at 12. i did not go to bed until probably like two something and then was on my phone so taking that time plus any time today so i have the same setup as you for wake up i just went to bed around i don't know 12 30 ish i'm have 54 minutes at the moment which i feel is actually like incredibly low i'm very surprised about that that does seem low Okay, makes mine feel a little bit better now because I thought mine was going to be higher. Mine's only at 59 minutes too. So, yeah, I think it just depends on the day. So, like, last Sunday, I spent two hours on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, like, what, like 120 videos? Because let's say each video on TikTok, usually every video that I've seen, it's, like, close to that minute mark, right? So that minute mark, so if you're at – 60 minutes on TikTok, that's your 60 videos. And then two hours, 120 videos. That's crazy. And like some of this stuff is like the randomest things that people are posting, but for some reason it's so engaging to us and I can't like fathom why. Yeah, I don't like, so this week we're, it's Wednesday. Um, It's Sunday to Sunday is how they do the week. And I'm already three hours and 48 minutes in just for TikTok alone. But Instagram is a close contender with three hours and 41 minutes. Instagram and TikTok are up there. Like I have to say that everything else, like I don't use Twitter anymore. I really wasn't super big on Twitter. I feel like that was maybe in high school where like everybody was on it. So you were kind of on it in a sense, but that I can't really say I use Facebook. I now I feel like is a lot more business use and maybe like connecting with like family that you have more so than it is like connecting and sharing stuff with your friends who are like close, similar to your age. Do you find the same thing? Yeah, I haven't used my Facebook in, I don't even know how long. I I tried to log into it the other day because I wanted to play COD Mobile and you need your Facebook to log in. And it took me literally like- That's like for so many things. I know, it's so annoying because I don't use Facebook. So it took (laughs) me like- no exaggeration, like an hour trying to get on it because I had no idea what my password was. So my old phone number was on it, so I couldn't get into it. 
I don't really know what you want from me, Facebook. Like, do you want a blood High test? security. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the verification process is real, okay? It's true. It's honestly, like, getting – especially, too, it's, like, with my phone. So I have the iPhone 11. Everything's done with my face. So now when you need an actual password, I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't – I don't even have, like – especially with these, like, Apple pre-made passwords nowadays, I'm not going to remember – a bunch of like gibbery letters with a couple dashes halfway through like that's not even an option oh definitely not and like in most cases i feel like i i try and have like this similar password but you know when you've used so many things used it so many times you're like okay i gotta kind of change it up then i'm like shoot where am i left now i changed it because i added like one thing and like you said you're spending like an hour trying to think and i'm like uh where do i go from here i'm so lost yeah, especially, too, when you get these ones now where they're like, it's too close to this password or it's too close to that password, like, on the password setting app for your yeah. iPhone. You're like, like that's I don't good, know what it's close. I need it to be close because or else <laughs> yeah. it's completely different from my normal variation of passwords. Like, I think I have, like, three to four password variations that I use. But they're all rounded around the same. So hopefully I've never told anybody my passwords. So you can't try and guess them. But like I don't have completely different ones. Like they always have some close relation to one another or else I won't remember it. Like it's actually horrible. And yeah, like your thumbprint on your phone when it's like, like you said, you were talking before about the Apple passwords, how it's all saved and stuff. Even with that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll have to do my thumbprint. Yeah, great. Here we go. And then I don't even need to type it in. So that totally is defeating the purpose of utilizing my memory to have to remember because I don't I don't have to use it it's just a quick like oh little scan and then I'm good to go it's getting depressing I went I forget where I was the other day but I had to buy something and it was over the hundred dollars and so I had to actually like put my card in um which I find with COVID a lot of places have kind of like moved past the hundred dollar limit on your tap but for whatever reason, this place still had it. And I literally stood at the cash with my hand, my card in my hand going, what the heck is my PIN number? <laughs> like, I haven't used it. And I don't even know how long. And I'm literally just standing there like, um, I hope this comes to me soon because this is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, people are like <laughs> waiting behind. You're kind of starting to sweat a little bit. The pressure's on you to just pay for this thing and you just can't. <laughs> And it's like literally what ha- is the same amount of stress as back in the day trying to put all your cash back in your wallet really quick. Now it's like, what the heck is my PIN number? And like, the I had to laugh because my tap doesn't work on my debit anymore. I didn't know you could wear out tap. So I have, like, I've had to insert it anytime I'm going to use it somewhere. So then I don't know if this is a lazy con- contribution to like my life or not, but then I don't even want to put in the pin number. I remember it, but I'll use my visa instead because I know my visa I can tap. And I'm like, oh, it's COVID. They want me to tap. They don't want me to put like my uh, fingers to like touch the numbers and stuff. So that's my my like conclusion to myself in order to just, hey, throw it on my visa. No big deal. You know, I thought that's probably safer for you in the long run because then you're not like manhandling the debit machine thing that everybody Maybe. else. I mean, I hope so. And I can get points, points that buy you like a toaster at the end of the day after you spend like 10 years with your visa. Like, I don't know if people get flights and stuff from it. I don't get that. 
So clearly, COVID has just brought us to spend even more money and the point systems of our Visa cards and debit cards are not nearly enough than the money people are making on TikTok. So how alarmed were you and like shocked at the amount of money that these like young, like 19, 20 year olds are making? I, I'm not gonna lie, I did not genuinely believe how much money these people are making until I like really went in and um, pretty much researched everything. Like I realized when you get a following, you can kind of do this, but the amount, like I get the influencers doing it. Like, cause if you're an influencer on platform A, you can easily cross over to be an influencer on platform B. But what surprised me the most was people that are random. Made, yeah, complete random ones. Cause from like my TikTok, cause how the algorithm works for most people is mine is more like Vine. Like I don't see any when people are like TikToks are all about dances. I don't see any dances on mine. Mine are oh, all like really? yeah, like mine are all like skits or like um people sharing experiences or whatever it's literally like but that's stuff that you're fine. interested in that's just crazy how different everybody's feed actually does look though yeah it'd be really interesting if we could, i wish we could show like ours in comparison because it's just like just how the algorithm works oh there's a lot of pets online i got a lot of pets but uh, i like them but i also would really like to know how people go viral because <laughs> i posted like not that I'm trying, disclaimer, but I posted, like, literally one video of my cat, and, like, I let it run with minimal hashtag, like, I think I literally did hashtag cat, like, I think that was all I did, um, and it got, like, 130 views, which obviously is nowhere near to, like, monetization, but, like, considering I yeah, put it went no on 130 people's feet, it's really not bad. Like, 130 people saw that, that's crazy. And it's, God, it's really not a quality video by any means. It's literally my well, one cat kicking like her. Like you said, though, you didn't put much post. into it and you got that reaction. But, like, the people, what they're putting into these TikToks is, like, it's a full-time job. Like, you can imagine, like, cutting and editing and even just creating the ideas and concepts for all these things. Like, how much time do they really spend on it? Like, so the very top person, like the number one most famous person right now on TikTok is Addison Ray. So from what they're showing us, Addison Ray, this was mine, be mindful, this was back in October. So I'm sure these numbers have changed, but the annual earnings that are estimated are $5 million. So she was just a university student she just enjoyed showing off her dance moves on tiktok and she joined in july and by october she hit one million followers yeah i'm really jealous of these people just having a skill because her bio says she like does oh she actually does dance yeah hers is very much like dance influenced and then like even just like cute skits like i would say like recreations from certain scenes and movies but like everyone hits so the uh, transition of 
just doing this for fun into more of this business sense. So one of her sponsorships started with Daniel Wellington and Reebok. So I guess those were the first people to end up collaborating with Addison and obviously continuing to give her the platform that she is ever so successful in. And then it moved on to this summer, she became one of the main spokespeople for American Eagle. So that was definitely something that went, I think, a lot more broader than just the TikTok sense. So she also received her own makeup line due to all of these previous collaborations obviously gained her so much popularity and also having her advertisements for American Eagle on different traditional advertisements as well as digital and TV ads. So thoughts about that? Because American Eagle is definitely something that I think was maybe I'm wrong, but dying a little bit. Yeah, I like, I have no idea. I feel, I don't know. I feel we might be a little too old for that. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but um, We're wrong to assess it. We're not the ones yeah. asking. <laughs> but it's like, um, that, like, I feel like a lot of the time these people, like, they collab with stuff that's like, not knocking it, but not a major, like, physical retail brand like they might be a lot of times like online brands um that are like super popular like dolls killer something of that but that's huge online like american eagle like my um in-law grandma i don't know how to call her um she she buys like all the guys in the family american eagle stuff for christmas like sweaters and stuff right and it's like that I would consider that a household brand almost to be more of like you've made it in the top like influencer collab versus like I don't know misguided or something like we know what it is but it's like our grandmothers don't um yeah I think that's crazy but I uh I'm just going through this see this goes to show how different everyone's algorithm is because I looked at this entire list so we have the 15 highest paid stars in 2020 and they have all these lists they have like little pictures of um the the tiktokers i do not know who a single person is besides the charlie i'm gonna butcher her name dielmo um demelio Emilio. Demelio. something like that she was the only one i knew of but not from watching her TikToks, but from watching Trisha Paytas beef with her on oh. YouTube. So that, which is actually really funny too, because we got another cross-platform thing then. No, for sure. Like, and like you said, that was someone, uh, Trisha, who's been essentially that influencer for quite a while now and just transitioned over to another platform. But going off of our, the second highest one, who is Charlie, she is currently now, I believe she's the first person actually that made it to 100 million followers on TikTok as of recently. And then her estimated earnings are for 4 million. So that also could be higher just due to the fact that she was the first person to hit 100 million. And I'm sure a lot of brands now are reaching out to her because of that. But she had a lot of exposure from when she first started posting in June 2019. So was article showing that BB Rexa invited her to join her opening for the Jonas Brothers in Brooklyn. She moved to LA with her family from uh, Connecticut. She's appeared on Jimmy Fallon. Um, 
she went to Paris Fashion Week for Prada, and then she's had a few partnerships as well. And she even appeared in the commercial, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercial for a brand of hummus. Like what? And she's also signed with Hollister and Morph Cosmetics. Like, and she just turned 16. We're doing something wrong with our lives. (laughs) Like, this is crazy. Like, first off, question, what is someone doing with that much money, like, at that age? Like, I couldn't even imagine having the money now. Like, forget when I was 15, 16. Oh, God. I would have an absolute problem if I had that money when I was 16. I would literally be like, so we're going to get a black card at Louis Vuitton now. (laughs) that would be so bad i'd be like she would literally have a handful of cars before she could legally drive that oh i can't remember what famous person that was but i feel like it was maybe one of those like childhood actors and i saw all of this stuff that like they were buying and it was just like these crazy luxurious things and most of them were like i think a few cars and i had to laugh i'm like you can't even drive that yet Like, can you even drive without your parents right now? I mean, in Canada, at 16, you can't. Like, you need to have some sort of adult that's been a licensed driver for a while. I remember, I feel like Justin Bieber did that. Bieber. Bieber. Maybe it was Justin Bieber, honestly. I'm sure it was a few more, but maybe I'm thinking of him more specifically. Yeah, like, I'm sure it's not an isolated incident, but I feel like he had something. I feel like this is, like, going to date me severely, but I feel like when he was, like, a teenager... He bought like a Lambo or something and TMZ picked it up because he was in this, he bought some crazy Lambo and then everybody was like, you're 15. Like he like literally could not even drive it in the States, which I believe they don't have the graduated thing. I don't know how it is per state, but I know they don't have the graduated thing like we do. You get like a learner's permit. And then I think when you get your learner's permit, you can basically just drive. Like, it's like you're straight to a G2. And now we have to do a G. Like, they only have to do one thing and that's it? Gosh. What the heck? I'm pretty sure they do. Or it's like you do a a driver's test and then you have your learner's permit for a couple months and then you're just, like, fine. Yeah, like, as long as you don't get any car accidents and uh, you're not crashing into anybody, then essentially you get, like, the nice check mark. Okay, we're going to mail you your license. (laughs) Pretty much. I would be very okay with that because I'm up for my G2 in January because I'm an adult. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Um, All right. So who's the next person here? So who's this next individual? Lauren Gray or Lauren. Oh, her sister. Oh. Oh, I skipped her. My bad. Oh, they're not the same person. Oh, it's like there. I know our listeners cannot see the pictures, but the pictures it's Charlie with like short black hair, and then her sister Dixie with like extensions of black hair. And I literally just thought it was the same person. Same person. Those extensions. <laughs> <laughs> they do look pretty similar. So this one here, they both. So when obviously Dixie or Charlie moved, Dixie moved as well. It was their whole family together that uh, transitioned to Los Angeles. So it shows that Dixie is now sitting at an estimated 
just under $3 million of annual earnings and showing that her TikTok followers are at $40.5 million. It's obviously maybe a bit higher now as these numbers were a bit off. But just like her sister, she was in an agreement to partner with Hollister as well as the makeup or sorry, cosmetic company Morph. Um, she has even released her first single in June of this year. So that even that video of her music video beat out Kanye West and Travis Scott's song that was also released on the same day. So I would say that says a lot too about the popularity, about the exposure, uh, about just like maybe the overall cultural like wide span of everybody that they're reaching. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that blows my mind. It also blows my mind that she beat out like I almost don't believe it blows my mind but she beat out Kanye and Travis Scott in a video release however I do I'm gonna play devil's advocate I would like to know the um you know when things like show up on your feed and they're like trending I'd love to know the numbers from that versus like the organic searches because it's like if I'm just watching something and it starts auto playing yeah, like I Does wasn't taking that, that out. Yeah, so I would be kind of playing devil's advocate on these poor children that I know nothing about. But I would be interested just because, like, you beat Kanye and Travis Scott. Like, I don't even if the child demographic of North America was all listening at once, I really don't think you would beat out the popularity of Kanye and Travis Scott. See, that one's hard, though, because I feel like there's so much more opportunity for outreach. And then, like, whatever, on Instagram, there's swipe ups. There's, like, you can put the link in your bio. So, like, there's so many other ways to fill it out that people aren't having to go to, like, that full search. And if people aren't using those different avenues, like, obviously, we know all about that. It's then that's kind of where the organic piece of things would come into place and how many people are actually going out searching for this versus, okay, like... They might be interested, but I know myself, like if like someone is, someone puts something on Instagram, it's like, oh, go check out here for this and this and this. If it's not linked in there, I feel like it's a rare chance that I'm going to go now, go to a different tab to go do a search on this particular thing that was mentioned. Unless like it, I'm just so interested in it that I just need to know. But for the most part, if it's not directly there, then my attention span is gone and you're on to the next video, on to the next thing, which is, that's also insane too, right? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I find myself, I guess, kind of for that reason, too, slowly navigating away from Instagram and being more on TikTok because I find that Instagram now is just like oversaturated with TikToks that don't fit into the, you know, what is it, 1080 by 1080 square, um, which is oddly enough annoying me right now. And the reels, reels are really taking over on Instagram. And I find it's like, I just find the setup annoying. Like you watch 30 seconds of a video and then it pauses. And then it's just like, do you want to watch the rest of it? And then you have to like open it up, wait for it to load. I know this is extremely like first world problems, but it is the current interface that is annoying the heck out of me right now. No, it's, it's definitely true. Like, but I feel like, I'm just curious what, like, where do people go from here? Like, I always think, okay, like, the envelope for social media or exposure or 
um, getting like, I guess digital marketing sense of things and like advertising is, has capped. I'm like, what else can really be done to advertise things? And then each time it just leads to something else. So I'm just wondering, well, after TikTok kind of, maybe it won't drop in popularity, but other things will kind of fall down the cracks. Like maybe people won't be on Twitter that much anymore, or maybe Facebook will essentially really die out. Um, What comes after this? Like, where do you go up, I guess? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point. I think for TikTok there was I would say like a, a market hole for it that it fit nicely because TikTok is in essence just Vine. And Vine got shut down because it couldn't get monetized, which I don't understand why. Like they could have very easily monetized Vine. Um but that was like the biggest reason it got shut down and I think too in our lifetimes besides like MySpace but it still exists it's just not as popular these platforms don't actually 100% disappear until Vine like the servers were cut like it's gone gone so there was like a hole for TikTok and I do feel like that's working but I feel like it's for the other platforms like now and I feel like we were beating a dead horse with this one because we said it probably at least once every episode. But it's like Facebook has normal Facebook stuff, but now they have Facebook stories. And now your messenger is connected to your Instagram. And then Instagram has pretty much all the features of Facebook except for a wall. And then now TikTok content's coming over to Instagram and it's coming over to Facebook. And then it's kind of like, where's the line? We, we don't just have one giant platform. You know what I mean? Like, it's because, like, Twitter is almost like Facebook just as line items. So you, like, take that part away. I swear, if, if Twitter gets stories, I'm just done with social media. I'm just going <laughs> to give up. You don't know. Together. It could be coming. It could so be coming. Yeah. Like, I think, obviously, I'm no expert in the field, but the only thing I can foresee is another platform coming with some form of technology change like if i don't know vr like actually totally completely hits off to be like a household thing well then now you've opened the window and the whole doors in the entire house to advertising on that and then you can have influencers on vr oh my god imagine that you have influencers just in your living room telling you to buy things I feel like that's actually my hell. (laughs) That would be insane. And talk about the removal of like social media from the real world. I'm like thinking it's just going to continue to mesh together. Like there's going to be no sort of separation at any point because like it's just not going to be feasible. Because I think now whatever with COVID especially too, we're all very much at home doing very like – I wouldn't say like there's really much to do if that makes sense. It's just like I'm going to say like with that, you just more so are on your phone. You're watching movies like everything is very much about a screen versus going and having different experiences. So like having that other avenue on your phone as well will just uh, really p- take people down the down the hole for sure. Exactly what you said. I think that's what amplified amplified TikTok like. Because Instagram started off as, like, the bougie influencer, look at me on this island in Thailand, it's 10 grand a night just to eat a bagel, like, it's, like, they always had that kind of, like, 
superficial lifestyle, like almost kind of like advanced images, I guess you could say. And then, so that was like, ooh, they're living the dream while we're all sitting at our corporate desks all day. They're on a beach, but now nobody's going to a beach. So then that kind of style of content died. And then now TikTok, like people are making, I would say the majority of TikToks that I watch are indoors. Like they're people in their bedroom or in their um, living room or a lot of like mirror ones in the bathroom. And it's to make content for this platform, you don't have to be some bougie influencer. You could literally just be anybody with a phone. And I think that's, it's refreshing too, because people, I think with COVID, it really made people kind of rethink things that almost kind of killed that influencer thing like people aren't buying bougie things to show off in the club because they can't go to the club yeah no for sure so it's like what can you show off what can what can you do that doesn't come from you having to buy something for sure like you said or get something in order to fulfill that status Cause like people are just doing dances. People are doing pranks. People are giving tips on the best things to buy from Amazon, which everything of all those are always sold out by the way, which is horrible because I think everything is so cute. And I always see it after they have like a million plus likes. So God knows how many actual like views they have on these. And then from that point, these are people that are gaining an audience because of a simple thing that they're offering and how we're talking about, like you said, the re, visiting of what actually is an influencer it's not that traditional bougie stuck up thing that everybody had that pretense around before it you could be doing anything and as long as you have an audience the people will give you money and in a sense people in this case the app yeah it's kind of interesting it almost made it content for like the average folk because average people can make this content now like you pretty much just need an idea and it doesn't even have to be like your own idea too a lot of tiktoks are that i've seen are just kind of remakes of sounds or stitched videos or something of the sort that like we could literally do right now i find that obviously there's a market for it and like everybody's um is different but i feel it's like because no even if you're super bougie you're just stuck in a bougier living room than the your other person you know what I mean so it's like we're all kind of in the same boat at the end of the day now and it's almost like humbling (laughs) oh for sure because then you're like wow these people are kind of the same as me I guess yeah it kind of brings it down to like average folk level I guess you could say without being really sad about it (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true I think that's fair or even um you know, I think I've actually noticed, and I've noticed it on commercials now on TV, but I've seen a lot on TikTok. Um, it'll be, I don't know, they'll be like out or something, like out in the world doing non-COVID related things. or And then it'll say like in the caption or whatever, it'll be like filmed pre-COVID. Or they had, we were watching football oh, the other yeah. night. Yeah, they I have this Lay's commercial um and then it was like the commercials like a house like a christmas house party and then it Is that had with anna kendrick there. yeah yeah there's yeah. like 20 people in the commercial <laughs> yeah and then it's like filmed pre-covid and i was just like who are these people that like 
report this? Disclaimer. Yeah, like, it's like, what? I don't know. It never literally crossed my mind until I saw that. Yeah. And I was like, I hate that. That's you know what that makes me think of right when you said that for some reason what popped up in my head was the people that drank the tim Hort was it tim hortons originally coffee and got burned because it was extremely hot yeah so then they had yeah. to put the disclaimer on it that like caution is hot because didn't that woman sue them for like a whole lot of money there was something weird about it too like she like dumped it on herself or something Oh, don't quote me, people, because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I think it was on her lap. I feel like it was on her lap or something along those lines. But it was like, um, it was like obviously it burnt her. But like, I don't, I don't think it was anything other than her own error that led her to do that. Like that it spilt on her. Like, I don't know. Because I know sometimes, hey, they've gave me a, I don't know, I've told you the story before, but how I went to Starbucks, I went to get a coffee. And when I grabbed my coffee, they didn't put the lid on properly or at all by any means. So I grabbed it and like you, like you're holding it normally. Like I've gotten a million coffees from Starbucks. Like it wasn't my first day there. And I go grab it and the thing just squishes and the coffee's all over me and all over my car seat. So, I mean, I'm thankful that it was a longer line. So maybe my coffee had cooled off by that time, but like I could have definitely gotten burnt. So, I mean, that part I could have that excuse for, but if it's your own thing of just not realizing that the thing is hot, that's just like a very long old example of like this new traditional or new, sorry, modern thing of, oh, hey, like, it's COVID now. Now you need to tell people it's COVID, even though we all know it's COVID and can probably make the assumption that it's COVID and this was made prior to COVID. Like that you need that distinction is insane. Yeah, it's like that was my rant. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, don't come for us because this is our disclaimer. I don't know. My favorite one, um, homework after, go check your straightener. Because my straightener has a thing, a little warning on the cord. Like, you know, they have all those stickers on the cord. It literally says, like, do not. It's got, like, an eyeball with eyelashes and, like, the no smoking thing through it. And it's, like, do not curl your lashes with it. I'm, like, okay. You're going to put an inch and a half straightener near your eyelid? That's on you. Like, <laughs> that is on you. <laughs> yeah, I mean you must not like them. <laughs> like if you're willing no. to do that to yourself, that's too much. I don't even think my eyelashes would make it past like the plastic lip on the edge to actually get to the plates. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Those, those disclaimers are hilarious. Cause like you said, it's because someone did it or someone complained about it. Yeah. So it's like, 100%. Oh, so someone burnt their eyeballs off trying to straighten their eyelashes. <laughs> Yeah, like, so cool. Love it. Anyway, so we're just going to get right into learning about how people are monetizing themselves on TikTok because I think it's honestly something that really strikes our curiosity and the fact that people are making loads of money, we just want to know how they're doing it and what that looks like. So one of the first things mentioned in this it's called the Social Tech Junkie. Um, they have a couple of different methods. So the first one was 
to be an influencer. So we kind of already discussed it, the new modern influencer, but to give like more of a refined definition, an influencer is someone who has the ability to affect the purchasing decisions of others because of their popularity, credibility, or the relationship with their audience. So clearly so many people have been doing that and optimizing on that has been their greatest, greatest skill. Yeah, it's kind of quite impressive how these people just show up. Like, they seem to just literally show, like, I'm not, don't get me wrong, as a content creator, I know it's a lot of work, and I could not do it, like, constantly, but it just makes me, like, laugh, because it's just, like, to break out online, you have to be different, right? And for the most, for the sake of argument, they're all pretty much the same, so it just kind of just like I don't know what makes people stand out more than anything. Like I guess it's just kind of luck of the draw, to be honest. Because you could do everything by the book, but it doesn't mean people are gonna like engage in your content. So it's kind of interesting how people start from scratch these days. Because there's a lot of influencers that have been around since like the beginning, like Nikki Tutorials, for example. She's been around since literally she was a teenager and I think she's like mid-20s now so it's like she's in it for the long haul I could not imagine just trying to be an influencer these days without knowing someone or without having some form of something to show if that makes any sense like yeah if you know like where do you start like what's your what's your demographic what's your niche like you can't just go out there and be like hi my name is so-and-so like people dance what do they do they do cooking i have to say the cooking like little like minute descriptions and little tutorials i swear are the new like cooking show for our modern so i see this is the algorithm thing i literally have no idea what you're talking about I have oh my gosh a single cooking one on mine so many cooking ones and like people taking pictures of like different like restaurants they've gone to in popular areas but like they're like the foodies i guess right like that's their niche they're foodies but like this person does like quick i would say like these dinners and they range from like 15 minutes to at the most like 30 minutes and they show you your ingredients they show you your prep and then they show you like w- how long they're cooking it for like how they're putting everything in and Honestly, I've followed so many of those and I feel like I've gotten just so many different out of the box recipes from that. But like that's insane. Like someone who this person has like let's say 20, 30 million followers and just they're just making food. Or that guy who even maybe it's on uh the girl on TikTok, she's like a bartender. So she's like, I don't know if you've seen her, she's like from Hawaii and she makes she started making drinks in her pool and then obviously transition it inside. But like she would literally just have like a floaty and then just start pouring drinks and make them like under a minute. And these would be like just different drinks, but like with like basic alcohol. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, the only like food related thing I have seen is um this guy and he's like super Italian and he talks to his grandma in the kitchen and he's like, Hey Nona, what are we making today? And that is literally the only food one I've seen, unless someone's oh like God. indirectly eating in their thing. But yeah, I don't. The algorithm kills me because I bet you, if you took five people's TikToks yeah. and you lined them up, they would be 
110% different. Different. Yeah. Like, where's another one? I was going to say the girl, she used to be on some Disney Channel show. I feel like it was like Lizzie McGuire or something. Now she's obviously older. And she just like TikTok famous. She goes to different Starbucks drive throughs and says like, can I have something that you think would go uh, viral on TikTok? Can I have a surprise? Like, surprise me. Can I have a surprise drink for like something to put me in this like happy mood or something like that. And then these people just make these random drinks from her. And then she gets at the end of the line and she pays for them. She probably doesn't pay for them now, but in the beginning she paid for them all. That's hilarious. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I don't get any of this stuff. Mine's not exciting. Well, it's exciting, but I guess it's not. I think I'm tapped into the really niche market. <laughs> so I'm not seeming to get any of the ones that are trending. Like I'll get the ones that like, crazy blew up like um uh what's that the orange or not orange ocean spray guy not to pull the hipster card but i ocean followed him he, yeah the guy um his name's like dogface 420 or something <laughs> um, never heard of him really see, see this is surprising me was it hold on ocean spray guy i'm gonna google this real quick i'm pretty sure that's his name if not i totally butchered and plugged someone else's handle okay i can't find his handle but uh basically like he started have you seen when people are like skate or like skateboarding listening to fleawood mac and they're like drinking a jug of um ocean spray like cranberry juice see what do you explain it out loud <laughs> i've never so- so okay so see this is the difference this is a prime example so this one went insanely viral like i'm probably gonna pull up numbers but like insanely viral and um this guy now has he has like um a marketing campaign with like 7-eleven like circle k um ocean spray is sponsoring him he like all these like crazy things happen and it's literally this like gangster cholo guy um (laughs) i believe he's in california and he's just skateboarding vibing to fleawood mac like dreams and he's just got a jug of ocean spray and he just like drinks it and like vibes and yeah, Love it sounds ridiculous when you explain it. I'm not yeah, going to lie. No, it definitely <laughs> does. I'm not going to lie either. But, I mean, so this girl I follow on TikTok, she does, like, once a week where she'll go order from whatever some close fast food joint, whether it's, like, she orders, like, a bunch of wings to eat or um, a whole bunch, like, meal from Taco Bell, like, or McDonald's. But, like, I'm not talking, like, a little meal. Like, She's eating uh, the amount of food that should be eight for like seven people. And this girl maybe is like 110, 120 pounds. Okay. And the amount of food she's eating is like impossible. So she sits there for her minute videos, just videos of her eating it. Why? Why do I watch that? I couldn't tell you. But I just like, it's like, oh. And then, yeah, it sounds so silly when you say it out loud, but that's how I spend maybe like you spend 15, 20 minutes watching someone eat an obscenely amount of food. I know it's really bad because I watch Trisha Paytas do mukbangs all the time. Is that and... what she calls them? Like that's like the same type of thing? 
Yeah, yeah, like oh that's the God. official. Um, it's Korean for eating show. Mukbang. Mukbang, I think, is what it actually is. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that horribly wrong. But, um, yeah, that's, like, a thing. And, um, see, they a lot of people I've, like, talked to about this, they do it in, like, lieu of, like, I don't know, say you, you're dying for KFC and you watch someone do a mukbang of it and then that almost like satisfies you because you can still see it me i'm like i need to get kfc right now because i'm watching someone else eat it that's the oh, opposite effect 100%. <laughs> i wish it worked the way that the first option that you gave i wish it was like that oh that would be that would be so much easier diets would be like a great place if we could just watch people eat instead <laughs> but um just to correct myself from earlier i was way off um Buddy's actually from Idaho, not California. It looked nice, so I assumed it was California. And I did have his handle kind of right. I just mixed it up a bit. It's 420dogface208. This is TikTok. And he is making bank now because of this. So, and it all started because he started to skateboard to work because his car died. And now he can afford a bunch of cars. (laughs) Wow, that's life. So uh, the second method here on our list is live streaming. I personally don't watch these because I think it's weird when you pop up into a live stream and it's like you and two other people. Oh, yeah. Like you just don't know sometimes. You know, like it's kind of like a surprise. Like when you turn the corner, like shit, who's going to be there? It's kind of like, oh, like do I pop in this and be the only person that's on it? Yeah, I just find that like... I find live streams almost become more of like a Q&A. One I did watch, and I'm not going to lie, I watched it for like a very long time, was this guy, um, he's American, and he's living in Japan, and what he did was he literally just put like his vlogging camera and like strapped it to him like a GoPro, and he just literally like wandered around. I think he was in like Shinjuku or something, but he was just wandering around, and I thought that was really cool because it was just like... We're just walking down the street in Tokyo. Like, yeah, you're kind of like transported to like a different place that you haven't seen before in like real time. I think that's kind of cool. I would think that's Yeah. Cool. And it was, yeah, it was neat. And like he had, wherever he had the camera on his person, it was like pretty eye level. So it wasn't like, it was like as if you were there and like, like this, it was like, like he weird... was your head essentially looking at all this stuff. Yeah, like, it was, like, some third-person VR. Like, it was actually really cool, but I find a lot of the time it's just people, like, hi, I'm live tonight. Do you want to talk? And I'm, like, I don't really want to watch the chat. I'm good. But this list says otherwise, so no one take advice from me. Um, A lot of people um, on this list is saying that a lot of people do view in, which they do. I'm just weird and biased. A lot of people can create money this way too, just from live views on how um, TikTok kind of monetize them. They can also buy things from TikTok um, called coins. And it's like in lieu of actual money for in-app purchases. And you can gift these to the people doing the live streams and such. So I guess... You almost like tip the creators, I guess, in a analogy for that. And TikTok gives these creators 80% of the tip. So that's not a bad margin. I mean, like, still money out there. 
Yeah, like it's saying here, it's like it's not going to make you a crazy amount of income, but it definitely adds to it. A lot of people give digital cash or sorry, digital gifts instead of cash too. So you can get the TikToker can get kind of like engagement value out of that more than like a physical value. So obviously there's more than just those ultra famous people who are currently sitting at the top of the TikTok ratings right now. There's still like a lot of individuals who have a high following, just maybe it's not that high, who are still making some decent cash. So it the statistics from this piece is showing that the average TikTok user could make anywhere in between 10,000 to 20,000 if they have an average of 7 million followers. So they'll do so by endorsing products from growing brands in the form of ads. And then celebrities, on the other hand, can expect to make way more on apps with different companies. So obviously there's different levels within the app itself. And clearly, even though it's still fairly new, the averages have probably come really quickly just because of the amount of engagement that goes on these when it every day almost. Yeah, it's kind of interesting too on like how the algorithm set up too. It's like it's not like Instagram or like Instagram like prioritizes people that have more followers um, slash engagement, but like you could have, and I get on mine too, like you could have like influencer, influencer, trending video, someone who literally has zero views. So TikTok like gives, I would say as close as you're going to get to like equal opportunity for a platform. And I think that's really cool and like refreshing too, because, like I kind of said before, in the age of the dying influencer being super bougie, people don't want to see like influencer, influencer, influencer. It's nice to get that like average person kind of, you get local ones too. Do you get that a lot? Yeah. Oh no, I do too. And then like, even sometimes people that like, I didn't even know that were on TikTok, but like people that I'm like friends with on Facebook or Instagram and then I'll see their TikTok pop up and I'm like holy like that's so crazy that you see it there but like I agree with what you're saying about like how it's probably the most equal opportunity app because even with like the business side of Instagram it's the weirdest thing because you in order to obviously have your page noticed you have to do a certain level of engagement almost every day. Like there has to be some sort of activity on your account. You always have to be active, like engaging with other people's profiles. Like it's like, I feel like a whole slew of things. Like people could, I'm sure have written books on the engagement levels of Instagram. But then up until I think it was last year, maybe he was even talking about you talking with you about this, Vicky, was the rules that go into, okay, how much is too much engagement and that you can get locked or you can get like temporarily like I guess blocked from doing certain things on the app because of your high usage so it's the craziest thing to me because it's like how do you find that balance in there I feel like you're just in a confusing web that like you just don't even want to try and experiment with yeah it becomes a thing like a lot of people too are getting shadow banned kind of like um which you mentioned there too on like too much engagement or not like how you had the setting thing. That was really weird. But um, yeah, that was, I was freaking out. (laughs) And like fill everybody in long story short, um, one of Natalie's accounts, the, she just kept getting this pop-up saying that she's basically like on it too much. Like she couldn't like, she couldn't do anything because she was using it too much, which 
I find that hilarious because it's just like, so you're telling me that you overuse the platform compared to like Kim Kardashian who's posting like every three seconds. Right. And I'm pretty sure probably engaging with people on that, like people DMing, people messaging for brands, all this crazy stuff. And yeah, I'm like on it for the day, like liking maybe what the 50 comments I got on the profile. And that was like the be all end all. I was like, am I going to get locked out? Like I did, we did all this work and like this whole slew of things obviously comes into mind. Cause it's not like, oh, Hey, let me just go on Instagram, like support chat and someone help me out. Like I felt like those people who are like, oh, how do I contact Google? And it's like, well, you can't really contact Google. But like, it's like the same thing with this situation. It's like, where are you supposed to navigate yourself after kind of experiencing something that you don't really have the answers to? Yeah, it comes especially like, like you said, you can't talk to a human. And like, I understand, like, I get it if it's like a regular account. But if you're having a business account, I feel like there should be at least like an email option where you can like, yeah, like maybe not a phone call. Like, okay, we won't get crazy bougie with that. But like, at least the, we'll issue a ticket, we'll answer you in 48 hours or something. Like, that would be enough. Just peace of mind, too. Because, or even if you get locked out. So if you got locked out of your account tomorrow, so your business account, there's nothing you can do about it. And then that account holds your name. So you can't make a new one. Like, it's so dumb. I don't understand. It should be bad someday. <laughs> maybe. So clearly there's a million different avenues in which people can engage with it. And hopefully TikTok doesn't get as confusing as honestly Instagram has gotten. Um, I feel like now it's very much transitioned to like the business side of things. Maybe that's just because that's like the purpose of what I've been using it for lately. Um, but it very much is mimicking Facebook for me personally. And then now TikTok is kind of the thing that you go to get away and see different things and hear about different things that you maybe normally wouldn't. And it's not like sad, depressing for the most part. Uh, it's pretty like engaging, lighthearted, general, easy, fun content. But like you said, that's everybody's page, right? It depends on your algorithm and the stuff that you've liked previously, obviously, is the stuff that they're going to continue to show you. But on that note, obviously, I'm sure there's more we can dive into. But any last things we want to cover? I think we could talk about TikTok and social media forever, to be honest, <laughs> make this part one of 10. Yeah, every time, every time we're uh, in a lull, we'll uh, have the conversations again, and I'm sure we'll get into some deeper investigation minus our basic uh, internet search. Yeah, I agree, because you know what, it's not going away anytime soon, and we're definitely not going to stop using it anytime soon especially with COVID, because what else are we going to do? On that note, we're I guess we're closing out today's episode. Thanks for everyone for listening. Hopefully we gave some interesting facts that everyone didn't know about, because I know I definitely didn't. <laughs>